is the Healthy Families Podcast, and I am your host, Jenny Hatch. Today, I'm going to share with you the story of my um, review of a new book that's out. And this book, um, sorry, I didn't have something queued up that I need was written by a man named Jonathan Rosen, who is um, a writer from New York, and he is okay, sorry, it took me a sec to get this queued up. Um, Jonathan's book just came out amidst this amazing rollout. He's been interviewed and he's everywhere in the media and uh, lots and lots of people have endorsed this book. The reviews are five stars all over Amazon and all the other booksellers. Uh, he's gotten what most authors would dream of as, in terms of just engagement and I decided to write a review of this book. I bought it on April uh, 22nd and finished it within a matter of days. And then I decided to go ahead and review it on Amazon. I gave it one star. And the reason I did is because I feel like this book could have been written by Eli Lilly or Merck, their uh, department devoted to propaganda and fraud and hoisted on humanity. It, it, this book wasn't designed to be something that would usher in next generation psychiatric care. I don't know what is. So that was my take on it. And uh, and here's my review. I will just go ahead and, and read the review that I shared on Amazon. You can determine for yourself uh, whether or not this review should have been kept on Amazon. This book describes what happens when an influencer breaks out enough to start dropping truth bombs. I am certain that right up until Michael stabbed Carrie, the interconnected establishment system believed that he could be rehabilitated enough with meds to play his designated role in society as a quote, well-behaved puppet intellectual in whatever capacity they were planning for him to play. A fully doped lauder could have been the first schizo President of the United States, or CEO of Bain, or not Kanye West. But Michael refused to allow his child to be born into the company to be eaten alive by the loving circle who tortured him as an infant, attempting to convert his train wreck of life to serve the greater good of keeping the psych med gravy train rolling we get this crap sandwich of a book served up at the very moment Big Pharma is ready to move away from the pills to drug delivery by brain implant. Rosen's book written by a sterling committee of yes men to establishment influencers who realize the public has had it with the violence and mayhem generated by their dope understand they need a compelling story 
to paste all over the internet to push back against the greater story of the black box warnings on so many psych meds, warnings about suicidality and homicidal obsessions, especially for young adult males. The themes of Michael's psychosis are very familiar stories of fake parents cannibalizing and torturing children as little lives are snuffed. Michael had the audacity to begin remembering and then talking openly about it. Spend some time in ritual abuse circles and you will hear a drumbeat of stories similar to Michael's from those of us who are raised to be influencers. Read the book. It is absolutely riveting. I finished it up late last night. Rosen would do well to write a few more chapters in a second edition. And I signed it. Jenny Hatch, Colorado mom blogger, satanic ritual abuse survivor. So in this post on my Substack, I have shared photos of Michael when he was a student at Yale Law School, photos of him with his fiance, Carrie, who was pregnant with his first child when he killed her. And just a few quotes from the book and my rejoinders to these quotes. Tori had told the Washington Post the day after Michael killed Carrie, there is no evidence that people on medication are more dangerous than the general population, but people off medication are more dangerous. The second half of the sentence and the context that went with it often fell out of the discussion. That's a quote from Jonathan Rosen's book, The Best Minds, a story of friendship, madness, and the tragedy of good intentions. And my rejoinder on Twitter to this quote was, I am reading The Best Minds, and this quote popped up. Tori should have included, should have included the word recently off medication are more dangerous. Rosen's book does not even attempt to discuss the Black Black's violence warnings on psych meds, especially for young adult males. And those warnings should really kick in when people who have been highly medicated all of a sudden stop taking their drugs because that is in fact when they become the most violent. Another quote from his book, the first antipsychotic medication was patented in the United States the same year that LSD was sent to psychiatric institutes gratis for free by its Swiss manufacturer. Psychiatrists had a drug for squelching hallucinations in one hand and a drug for inducing them in the other. It was only a matter of time before things got mixed up and the symptoms of mental illness blurred into the promise of mind expansion. One generation's brainwashing was another generation's mental hygiene. This too shaped our world. Again, that's a quote from Jonathan Rosen, The Best Minds. I really encourage people to read the book because this history that's fleshed out is incredibly informative and solid and important. So read the book. But understand that as you are reading the book, you too are being played by the drug companies who have prepared another whole realm 
of psychiatric care that really doesn't have anything to do with pills. This next level of treatment will come in the form of patches applied to the skin or implants into the brain where deliveries of drugs, medications can be administered with or without consent of the patient as needed. And this is a pattern with our drug companies. They never come out with something new until they've made what they believe is the, the top amount of money they could have made off a particular product. Then you see a few articles pop up in the media. Oh, this, this is not doing so. We do have quite a few people who've died taking these products. But here's our new shiny thing ready for you, crazy people of America. This is, in fact, the pattern. And I believe this book was allowed to be published right now, was enabled to be published and have this hefty rollout at this particular time when so many people in America, because of COVID, have just experienced their first serious mental health incident. And perhaps some of them are looking for long-term care. That's not quite so expensive. That's not so problematic when the patient doesn't want to take their pills. Oh, I know. We'll just implant the pill into their mind with a device that can be administered by anybody remotely. Which means if that patient's acting up, acting a little cray-cray, we'll just zap them. Hit them with a dose of something, not quite sure what it is, but something that will quell the riot going on in their mind. This is the next level of chemical lobotomy we are looking at. And I believe it, in fact, is the reason why this book rollout has just hit us at this particular junction. Oh, we've got all these crazy people in America. Well, we have the next level solution in these brain implants. Another quote from Michael's or from Jonathan's book, the battle for hearts and minds was as old as war. But the idea that you could crack the brain like a safe and access or rearrange its contents was a 20th century phenomenon. In the aftermath of Watergate, the Senate's church committee discovered five administrations worth of spy agency malfeasance including the revelation that the CIA had tested mind-altering drugs on American citizens without their knowledge. A veritable bay of guinea pigs sparked by fears during the Korean War that Chinese and Soviet scientists were brainwashing captured American soldiers. Again, that's Jonathan Rosen, The Best Minds. So on Twitter, I said this about that quote, predictive pro programming for new implant psychiatric meds. Weston's anguished father, Russell Sr., was quoted in a New York Times column about the impossibility of helping his son. He was a grown man. We couldn't hold him down and force the pills into him. So again, predictive programming, they're buttering us up. These people are adults. They're big. We can't hold them down like we hold down all the kids. We need something else to help us administer the drugs that doesn't involve them being restrained. Oh, Big Pharma's got a solution. 
Yes, they do. And it's coming in the form of implant medications. So you can click over to my Substack and read more about this or go to Amazon and buy the book. This is what else I said on my Twitter. Finish the book tonight. Wow. It could have been written by any of the psych med companies in the world. No discussion of nutrients to nourish the brain. Nothing about B vitamins or killer pacing at school. An industry that cripples the mind. This book has a compelling story but fails to dig deeper into the implications of Michael's psychosis revolving around real things. Like Nazi Satanists who present as Jews who are into cannibalism and child torture to manufacture perfectly obedient, brilliant kids prepared to take their place in society. When a parent kills their own child, sometimes it is done to protect the new baby from the predators in the extended family. Has anyone ever explored the idea that Michael grew up being systematically tortured, especially before the age of eight? I would love to talk to him. The elements of his psychosis have very familiar themes in survivor circles. I believe he was a victim of satanic ritual abuse. And that's just my take on it. I grew up in one of these families. I was being groomed to be an influencer. And the reality for those of us who have these experiences is that the break with that reality is a sign that our minds are attempting to reconcile, to connect left brain with right brain, conscious with unconscious. Fiona Barnett wrote in her excellent book, Eyes Wide Open, which is available for free online. Click over, there's a link on my Substack. Eyes Wide Open, Fiona Barnett. Fiona claimed that when you have that first break with reality, I had mine when I was 21. It is a sign that your subconscious mind is attempting to connect with your conscious mind, to inform you about the truth of what happened to you when you were a kid. So when someone has a break with reality, instead of medicating them back into a place of forgetfulness, of amnesia, of, oh, that didn't really happen, the better choice is to explore and say, hmm, what happened here? What is my mind trying to tell me? And it may take years. It took me from that 21-year-old break with reality. It took me almost 15 years before my mind was healthy enough to face the truth, to start piecing it back together. And during those years, I found a level of sanity in focusing on my physical body, making certain that I got enough sleep, taking care of my physical activity, but not over-exercising. I mostly practiced yoga and swam, but I also would go on long walks and always tried to keep myself to a certain level of fitness, even though I was pregnant and breastfeeding and taking care of babies during my 20s and early 30s. 
And then I zeroed in on my diet, making certain I ate enough food, making certain I ate the healthiest food I could get my hands on, and then eating in a slow, deliberate way. The thoughtful homemaker has so many opportunities for doing this sort of thing because she's not distracted by having to get out the door at a certain time, fueling herself with coffee and caffeinated sodas. She can back away from the madness of that world and pace herself at what I call toddler pace, which is a very healthy place to be. We eat some food, we take some naps, we go to the park, get some sunshine, do a little exercise, come home, eat a nice lunch, maybe take another nap. This is the blessed place I was able to be during my 20s, instead of in the rat race of university life or launching a new career, I was attempting to re-enter re the world of the adults by taking good care of myself so that I could have a life. Because I knew was what was waiting for me on the other side of me not taking care of myself. I knew that on the other side of that was this world that's kind of tucked out of sight of mental hospitals and courts and doctors and judges and police with guns and homelessness and solitary confinement in a seclusion room. These were the things I experienced when I had my break with reality. And it was such a sobering experience to kind of step into that world and take a look around and say, yeah, no thanks. I don't want this to be my experience on this earth. I would rather go over here where things are free and I can make a determine about determination about how I'm going to live my day-to-day -day life instead of some doctor or nurse or mental health care worker. I'm recording a show right now. Thank you. So, ironically, my husband just walked in my bedroom and handed me Liquifive uh, supplement from Sunrider, the quinery. Um, these foods have been my lifeline since the early 90s. A friend at church introduced me to them. Chinese herbs produced by an American company but mostly sourced from Chinese farms. And um, I've been waiting for the supplement to show up for a long time because they've been out of stock. But right as I'm recording this show here, my husband comes bringing me what I perceive has been the greatest supplement I've taken all of these many years in terms of this quinary five systems herbal supplement, which nourishes the body like nothing else on the market. Paul just walked in and handed me a couple of boxes of this stuff. <laughs> it's kind of ironic, but you know, this is where I have found true healing, sanity, and safety is in the foods of the earth. And it says in the Bible that the nations will be healed in the last days by the trees. I have a testimony of that. There is so much healing to be found in the various botanical treatments that are out there in the form of essential oils 
crafted from flower petals and tinctures and herbal, herbal remedies that come of the earth that have nothing to do with the tortured world of pharmaceuticals and their, their patents and their pills and potions. There is a whole world of healing out there. And I ache for someone like Michael Lauder, who was so brilliant and so gifted, who's now spending the rest of his days in prison for the murder of his wife and his baby. And you can see even in the book, The Best Minds, you can see the many attempts that he made himself to try to heal and be open about what happened to him as a kid. And while the people around him, or at least the people quoted in this book, looked at his, his claims of, my parents are fake, they're cannibals, they did evil things, they're not my real parents. Everybody around him said, oh, this is a sign that Michael's psychotic. What if he wasn't psychotic? What if he was tapping in to the truth about what his life was as a little boy? There are people involved in every single religion on the earth who use their religion as cover. And then they go do the evil work of programming and torturing and controlling their own children or sometimes adopted children. And these children are being raised up to be influencers in our world. It's happened all over the place. If you want to read the story of one group of people, the victim statements from these daughters of one of these programmers, go to my blog, healthyfamilies.life, and in a top post titled, No More Secrets, you can find the victim statements and see what these, these women suffered at the hands of their own parents, grandparents, and then this network of friends who use the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The Mormons use that religion as cover. They call themselves the Church of Satan. They use that religion as cover for all of the evil that they did against their own kids. And once you start to realize that there were networks of people in various hotspots around the country, and like I said, around the world, torturing, traumatizing, little children to further the ends of the establishment, having their puppets, their controlled people in certain places of power, whether it's politics or journalism or in the institutions, academia, business, sports, and the arts. They wanted their people in control because they, they were too being controlled. Once you, once you start to accept that, then it becomes much, much easier to see that someone like Michael would immediately present a problem for his parents and those in his circle. Oh my gosh, here's this kid. He's interfacing with doctors. He's interfacing with some police. What if, what if he tells them about infant torture and cannibalism that he witnessed? What if he tells them about some of the things we did to him and his friends when they were little boys. So you can see why there would be a mad dash at a cover-up and a quelling 
and a retelling of a story by someone close to Michael, again, advancing establishment goals, which the establishment goals have been since the beginning of the drug wars to control everybody on planet Earth with psychoactive substances. That's the foundation of the CIA. And Merck Pharmaceuticals was started when a group of Nazi scientists came over from Germany after World War II. They had the war chest that was, that was largely money, jewelry, stolen from the Jews. They came over with that war chest after World War II and set up Merck Pharmaceutical Company. So that's the beginnings of our pharmaceutical institutions and our um, intel agencies. And they wanted to enslave every American man, woman, and child with psychiatric meds. And boy, haven't they been successful at that goal, especially these last three years when so many people have been melting down into their first mental health episodes. So read the best minds, think it through, do anything you can today to help yourself. I called into Brianna Joy Gray's show last night because she was talking about this young man in the New York subway system who was killed. And everybody's talking openly about the subject. What do we do with the most profoundly mentally ill people in our midst? And my position is they don't need a bigger, better, faster, more expensive pharmaceutical. I don't think that's the answer. But we all need to kind of think it through. And before we allow the industry in the form of big pharma to further influence choices made by politicians, I don't want some drug company, some politician standing over me making judgment over my brain function and what I can or cannot do. I don't want that. Do you? So let's, sta let's stand on the side of freedom and get the facts and recognize that there are some people in our midst who've been tortured, traumatized by these things they experienced when they were children. The last thing they need is more gaslighting. And someone telling them, oh, that didn't happen to you. you. You talking about that means you're crazy. They don't need that. So this is Jenny Hatch. Thanks for stopping by. I hope you have a great day.